0: Good afternoon and welcome to the first campaign forum of the Santa Barbara mayor's race. I'm Jerry Roberts and sitting next to me is my co-moderator, Josh Molina. Today's event is sponsored by Newsmakers with JR, which I operate with Hap Freund, my partner and producer, by Santa Barbara Talks, the popular podcast which Josh founded and hosts, and by TBSB, from whose studios we're speaking. This is the first of what will be many forums between now and Election Day, November 2nd. We are very honored that all six of the candidates for mayor accepted our invitation. Let me introduce the candidates who are joining us via Zoom with their ballot designations, beginning with Kathy Murillo, mayor of Santa Barbara. James Joyce III, small business owner. Matt Kilrain, small businessman. Randy Rouse, downtown business owner, Deborah Schwartz, city planning commissioner, and Mark Whitehurst, publisher. Thank all of you for joining us. The rules for the debate are simple. Josh and I will ask questions uh, to the candidates one by one in a series of six policy areas, which are the state of the city, homelessness, state street and economic development, housing, equity, and governance. Candidates have a minute to answer and we've asked them all to monitor themselves on this, but we will interrupt if they greatly exceed the time limit. If a candidate criticizes another in their answer, the candidate who was mentioned will get time for a brief response. And each candidate will have two minutes to make a closing statement. With that, I'll turn it over to Josh for the first set of questions which is about the state of the city.
1: Okay, Jerry, thank you. Thank you to all the candidates for being here today. The first question is for Mayor Kathy Maria. Mayor, you've been on the city council for 10 years, the last four as mayor. Is the city better off or worse off than when you started? And please tell us why you think you deserve to be reelected.
2: Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity to connect with your audience and the opportunity to let them know about my 10 years of experience and accomplishments at City Council, uh, my positive relationships that I've built over the years, and I'm confident uh, that I'm the best uh, person for the job. Um, We are better off uh, overall. The pandemic did uh, decimate our revenue sources. Luckily, we had been conservative and saved money in our reserves. So that's what, that's what saved us in the last uh, year and a half. We were able to backfill our budget and make sure that we continue to provide city services. Now uh, our libraries are back open in a, in a limited way, but, there's, but they're offering services. Parks and Recreation didn't miss a beat. We have summer camps. Uh, this last summer, um, and the community development department and all the other functions went online. Uh, so we were able to continue, um, offering those important city services. So I would name experience, uh, accomplishment, the work that I do in community, specifically with gang risk youth, the work I do with the homeless really sets me apart from my opponents. Okay. Thank you for the Great. question.
1: Thank you. Uh, Next question is for candidate James Joyce the third James you heard the mayor a second ago talk a little bit about why she deserves why she thinks she deserves to be reelected so far in the campaign we've heard you discuss the importance of having conversations but today please tell us specifically what you would do differently than the current mayor and please use some specific contrasts that explain why people should vote for you versus the current mayor.
3: Sure. Th- thank you for that, that question, Josh, and, and thank you all for uh, collaborating on this important debate. Um, to, to address your question, I, you know, for the past 10 years, I, I've, I've been working in the area. I've seen what's happened uh, from the city and uh, uh, not directly addressing the question uh, you asked me, but it was a, a little bit uh, easier to live in Santa Barbara 10 years ago. Right, uh, uh, my rent wasn't as high, and folks around me uh, weren't concerned with losing and getting evicted uh, from uh, uh, from their homes. And so, uh, for some folks, yes, it, we we are on better footing than we were 10 years ago. But for the average working person in Santa Barbara, the average voter, uh, uh, that that's questionable. Um, some of the things that I would do differently than our current mayor uh, has been doing is really having really speaking to folks. Right. And, 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 uh, it's very difficult to have a, uh, a city uh, where you city council members don't have direct communication with the mayor, uh, particularly as we're dealing with district elections uh, and the mayor being the only at large elected individual on the council. Uh, and so think, think that's just one example, understanding, okay. Uh, uh, that that's the base of where we move forward.
1: Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, next question is for candidate Matt Kilrain. Uh, Matt, let's, let's be honest. You're an outsider to uh, city government, civic governance. Um, not a lot of people are familiar with who, who you are, your platform. Uh, many of the others have been involved. Um, what's your assessment of the city and why should people vote for somebody who doesn't have any experience either volunteering or working in city government.
4: In recent years, Santa Barbara has been hit with a boatload of natural disasters, such as the microburst, the Thomas fire and the Montecito mudslide, leaving many of us Santa barbarians with some sort of natural disaster PTSD. Most of us didn't even get a chance to recover from all of that when the pandemic broke out and we were told that we're non essential workers and that we had to shelter in place by the time we were allowed to go back to work they threw the george floyd fiasco at us and started all kinds of protests and riots all over the country causing division anger and hatred in santa barbara then they threw the presidential election at us that threw even more division hatred and anger in Santa Barbara.
1: Now. Okay, Matt, I'm gonna cut you off. Matt, you're out a minute. I'm not sure I understand your answer, but we need to move on. Okay, let's move to candidate Randy Rouse. Randy, you served with the mayor for many years while on the council. What's your view on the state of the city and why should people give you another run, another chance, another term to, uh, to make a difference at City Hall?
5: Well, thanks, Josh, and thanks
1: for uh, having the forum
5: today. And good to see everyone in one spot for once. And, um, yeah, so the city's, in, the city's in a state of flux and it's had a lot of challenges thrown at it. It was just mentioned, and very true. But one thing we have been missing lately is cohesiveness and leadership. And that's a big problem because as you look at what's going on out today, we're losing some of our uh, top executives, including our very top executive. Uh, we have a lot of uh, dis- divisiveness within the council itself. And a lot of people wondering what direction we're going to go in. Uh, there's been a lot of partisanship. There's been a lot of focus on things external to the city. And I think what we need to do and what I need to do is to bring back the focus, the local focus. It's not about party politics, it's about Santa Barbara. And I think if we can get back to that and we can, we can once again work together as a council and not as seven individuals, I think we can finally move forward get our apartments back in line and uh, move forward as a city. Cause I think we, the bones are there. We've got some
1: fabulous people. We just need to lead them. Okay. Great. Thank you, Randy. Okay. Uh, next question, uh, Deborah. This question is for uh, Deborah Schwartz. You've been on the planning commission for a decade and you've had a hand in many of the decisions that have brought the city to this point. Why should people not view you as just another city hall insider somebody who's responsible for part of the problems that people talk about today, why should they see you as not a city hall insider and why should they vote for you?
6: Well, thanks for that question, Josh. Uh, as a planning commissioner, as an appointee of the council, I have a front row seat uh, to all that's going on inside city hall. Uh, yes, involved in critical policy making, but without being an elected official, I do not have the authority to direct staff in concert with community stakeholders to make important changes. I view our city and coming out of the pandemic as actually in a weakened state compared to how we were coming into it. We have several crises to address, homelessness, housing, uh, economic uncertainties, along with a nationwide search to find a new city administrator who can repair, respect and morale among city employees, along with bridge building with the electeds and the community. In addition, we need to stop chasing unwinnable lawsuits uh, that result in public funds being drained from our general fund. The voters okay. are telling me they've lost they've lost confidence in the mayor and it's time for a change. All right. Thank
1: you, Deborah Schwartz. Okay, uh, final question in this section, this is for candidate mark whitehurst Uh, mark you're a newspaper publisher with uh, no experience in city government as somebody who publishes a weekly newspaper what qualifies you to make decisions about a complex municipal government with a 357 million dollar overall budget
7: thanks joss i appreciate being here Um, i believe our city is strong and the reason it's strong is because The nonprofits and foundations are strong. Um, The small businesses that survived the pandemic are strong or stronger as a result and uh, the state uh, the national government uh, and regionally, we still have funding for our programs that make us strong. So what I believe the city really needs is vision. And I, I see a new city on the Hill one that uh, is more responsive to art, architecture, um, and all of the things that would make it uh, an even more beautiful place to live. I, I see that vision as being a necessity for, uh, for the change descended upon us. Uh, as far as being qualified, I have 38 years of marketing experience. I, I've been on the downtown board for 14 years. And okay. that, 14, that 14 years has been very helpful.
1: Thank okay. you. Thank you, sir. Okay, our next issue is homelessness. Jerry?
0: All right, uh, and thank you all for uh, being so well-disciplined on the time. Um, the 2019 point-in-time count uh, identified 887 homeless individuals in Santa Barbara. Uh, very little change from the same survey 10 years ago, which showed about 950. Uh, Over that decade, the city has thrown tens of uh, millions of dollars at the problem. But downtown merchants point to more health and safety concerns than ever, and tourists and residents alike cited as a big problem. Uh, James Joyce, uh, you, uh, you worked as a key aide to former Senator Hannah Beth Jackson for many years at a time when the governor put huge emphasis on state resources being directed at homelessness. Why has that partnership with the city not worked? Uh,
3: Thank thank you for that that question, Jerry. Um, I would actually argue that 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 partnership has worked Um, and the the partnership does continue to work. Uh, The main concern from local governments has been unfunded mandates. And this was a mandate at the state level or encouraging the locals to address this issue that's been around for several decades, particularly in our community. Um, And so when you look at how has that worked, we have a better idea. We know that we have an attainable uh, uh, number of homeless people in Santa Barbara that we could take an individualized approach uh, with that. Uh, What we need to do with me as mayor would be to address the root cause of homelessness, finding that access uh, to opportunities and resource Providing 50 mental health beds at the site of the uh, of, of the current uh, police station that's being relocated. Once that police station is relocated, that will help uh, provide wraparound services for the core of the the homeless population uh, that we need to provide services for, uh, not just uh, encourage to move and shoo away.
0: All right, thank you, James. Uh, Matt Klein, uh, in your view, have the city's homeless uh, policies been a failure,
4: and what should be done differently. There's some successes and some failures to the city policy. I totally support moving a lot of the homeless population from public view up to that motel somewhere uptown. I think it's fair to say that I've converted more homeless people into homeowners than the other five candidates combined. As I sit here and do this, I've got homeless people down at the beach painting my signs. And for a lot of years, I have quite a few homeless people over to my place for Thanksgiving. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with paying the homeless a few bucks to clean up after themselves. I support a more compassionate humanitarian efforts towards the homeless and other needy people in Santa Barbara. And that would be a primary part of my platform is to bring forward compassionate humanitarian efforts not just toward the homeless but toward the needy especially needy families in the 805 thank you thank you Matt
0: Uh, Randy uh, Rouse as a council member you voted for a lot of expenditures to address homelessness why weren't those policies effective
5: Gosh, a whole minute to address homelessness. That's great. Um, a lot of it is, Jerry, because for one thing is we define the term homelessness it's a very broad brush, and it connotes a very simple problem, which is homelessness. And it connotes a simple solution, which is just a home. And we know it's more dynamic than that. There's a lot of individuals that need exactly what uh, James was just talking about, is individualized treatment and services. What we also need to do from a city standpoint is enforce the laws we have. We don't do that. Now, we just did in, the, in June when the, uh, when the governor announced the end of the, the emergency. And then we combined that with working with our service providers in the county, in the state, and the ones we have contracted with the city. And I think we'll have a winning solution. But we have to be consistent. We have to, have, uh, we have to be uh, firm. But we also have to have the compassion that it takes to deal with people on an individual basis and not pretend that we can, surely, we can uh, just warehouse them and the problem goes away.
0: All right. Thank you, uh, Randy. Uh, Deborah Schwartz, um, one of your colleagues on the Planning Commission who's running for office has said the city needs to focus resources specifically on dealing with the criminal element, quote unquote. Do you agree with that? Unmute Jerry,
6: our, our city has the highest number of homeless within the county, uh, and the lack of leadership in city leadership, which has been to reactively address uh, this issue has plagued our city. We need innovative proven programs and services brought to our city. And I'm a researcher uh, by nature. There is a program out of Denver, Colorado brought to Eugene, Oregon that will work in Santa Barbara to improve both the public health and economic health a that we're facing. There's also state and federal funding that are not being brought to our city and that are critical. We can do this. Uh, It just requires a change of city leadership. And I think all of that together uh, will improve our situation for those on the street and also uh, those being affected by the homeless. And this is not theoretical for me. I have a family member on the street in Northern California. So I do understand both the heartbreak and the complication.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Mark uh, Whitehurst, uh, do you think homelessness should be addressed more as a housing problem, a social welfare problem, or a law enforcement problem? Where should the emphasis be?
7: I believe it's all three, Jerry. Um, I think that it has to be looked at individually, and I definitely think we need some immediate housing, like the proposal for the many houses on the uh, parking lot at the corner of Korea and Bath, that was gonna be a supervised situation with uh, first responders with, uh, am, you know, with uh, healthcare workers. But uh, the three suggestions I would like to make in this regard besides that kind of immediate housing was would be that I think our business districts need substations, substations that would have caseworkers, ambassadors, and first responders where their presence would be seen and felt and be would be a part of the vitality of the business districts as well as a deterrent. And then I think we should look at jobs, that uh, jobs for people uh, that, are, that are newly homeless, but also I think the city should consider looking at a, a citywide minimum wage where income would be raised for those who are our service workers this is something that uh, I think our city would benefit from it would be a citywide thank, minimum wage
0: thank, thanks very much mayor um, you've heard your uh, challengers uh, make critiques put forth uh, uh, other ideas and you, you've made homelessness a centerpiece of your 10 years at City Hall why is the problem not getting
2: better? We have very expensive real estate here, and it's very difficult to build affordable housing. And that really will be the challenge when the money comes down from the state for Operation Home Key. There's money coming for transitional and permanent housing for the homeless. But we'll have to convince the uh, businesses and residents nearby, whatever site we identify, that we'll be able to uh, house those folks, give them the services they need and make sure that there's not impacts to the uh, surrounding neighborhood. There's two efforts mainly going on in this area with for homelessness. The county is convening regional focused meetings, uh, the elected leaders forum, and then the city has its own partnership with SB Act and CityNet. Those are two nonprofits. I am engaged with both of those efforts, and so we're we're looking for housing in in the bigger picture. And then city, in terms of the city, we we send outreach workers when there's a crisis, when someone is vulnerable and uh, unsheltered, and and really needs um, attention. We're clearing out camps. Uh, we support all the. Okay, we support programs too that help people.
0: Yeah, and and uh, obviously uh, as Mr. Rouse pointed out, you know Having a solution in one minute is very difficult, but uh, <laughs> we're doing the best we can with six candidates and the uh, uh, limited amounts of time and I, I do appreciate you all uh, keeping your answers uh, no tight. Problem. So the next topic is uh, State Street and uh, economic development. Josh has some questions about that.
1: Okay. Thank you, Jerry uh, our first uh, question is going to go to candidate Matt Kilrain. Uh, Matt, on your website, you state that Boat Rat Matt will develop and implement a profit sharing program, whereas the citizens own the business of Santa Barbara and receive a dividend and pension for living in Santa Barbara. Can you explain what that is and where would that money come from?
4: Yes, I can explain it very well, actually. Um, what you're referring to is the Keystone Amendment to my four cornerstone agenda. And now this question is about State Street, is that correct?
1: Yes, but going through your website, we're trying to finish. Okay,
4: I'll get back to your Keystone Amendment and the fourth cornerstone to my four cornerstone agenda, because the fourth cornerstone is what I call my Santa Barbara Economic Securities and Waterfront Reformation Act. Now, to prepare for this debate, the my Santa Barbara Economic Securities and Waterfront Reformation Act can easily be transformed into the State Street Economic Development and Waterfront Reformation Act. Now, Josh, getting back to what you were talking about, my keystone amendment to the four cornerstone agenda. OK. The current system.
1: That so, are- so, Matt, I'm going to interrupt you and I'm going to remind you because I know you're new to this. You really got to focus on crystallizing your comments to a minute like all the other candidates. So uh, we'll get you on the next round. Uh, next uh, question is for candidate Randy Rouse. Uh, Randy, you've long opposed closing State Street to vehicles. Um, you know, obviously, you look at it now. It's a lot of vibrancy on some of the blocks. Uh, what do you think of your position in the past? Um, Were you wrong? And uh, can you just sort of tell tell the audience where you stand on closing it to vehicles long term?
5: Well, never, never been wrong, Josh. But uh, no, (laughs) I the the state street debate has been going on since I got here 50 years ago. And uh, I've never liked just closing streets for the sake of closing streets. However, the response to the emergency and the pandemic uh, turned out to be a very successful program so far. And so what I'm looking forward to are what's going to come up from the state street advisory committee, because that was actually a well-populated committee. I'm hoping that this council will take the advice of that committee and keep politics out of it and move forward with some of the suggestions. Cause I think it can be a strong, clean vibrant place, but it's gotta be clean. There's gotta be some uniformity because you, you need to respect the historical character of the El Pueblo Viejo district. Uh, and you also need to make it work for people besides just restaurants. It's really kind of all it's working for right now. So I think going forward, uh, I am completely open to status quo. I'd like to see maybe something with some uniform parklets, perhaps a bike lane, and perhaps even an electric shuttle that goes up and down State Street so people can transit State Street uh, without having vehicular traffic.
1: Okay, perfect. Thank you, Randy. Right on time. Okay, uh, next question is for candidate Deborah Schwartz. As you look at State Street in its present condition and considering your financial support from architects and, and developers, can you talk a little bit about downtown and State Street and how big and how high would Santa Barbara go if you were the mayor of Santa Barbara?
6: Well, Josh, economic development is a whole city proposition and State Street is our downtown core, but we have other economic centers, uh, Milpas, the funk zone. Deborah, Deborah,
1: the questions on state street, please.
6: Okay. Um, I thought it said state street economic development, but I can only talk about state street. If you like, I think that state street, uh, is the core, as I mentioned, and I think that what's been missing from both our policies and our support for the business sectors, Uh, is this mixed use residential and commercial. We need to bring residential downtown in order for this to be a balanced, uh, vibrant area of our city. A recent economic development plan that was approved by city leadership is not a whole city plan. State Street cannot be addressed short term or long term in isolation. And I would bring that type of whole city economic strategic planning to the mayor's role.
1: And can you can you specify, just to give you a little extra time, 48 feet, 52 feet, 60 feet downtown? Do you have a number there that you are comfortable with?
6: I think our current policies are appropriate. So we need sensitive development, uh, parcel by parcel. And I think we have balanced policies that can take us in that direction. As long as the internal processes in permitting uh, are clear, consistent, and uh, not discriminatory in any way. We can talk about that later if you like.
1: Okay, all right, thank you, Deborah. Uh, Next question is for Mark Whitehurst. Uh, Your community weekly newspaper is largely supported in a significant part by real estate advertising. In a city that is 70% renters, as mayor, would you have a conflict on economic policies that would favor landlords realtors and brokers and how would you recon- reconcile the interests of that group and renters
7: specifically are you talking about state street josh
1: uh no we're just talking about you in gen in general and your, your policies in general.
7: Yeah. well i don't think it's a conflict uh to uh, what would you say well, I have to back up our, our magazine is not primarily real estate. Uh, it, uh, the larger, uh, real estate magazine in Santa Barbara, at this point is the independent far more pages, but I don't see it a, as a conflict to, to be a property owner or a landlord. And, and I am both, uh, I think that, uh, the economic welfare of the city depends on people from every demographic being able to have input Uh, and um, in that regard I don't think it would be a conflict to uh, most of the time unless it involved my property or or property that I was involved with does that answer your question
1: perfect yeah thank you sir okay next question is for Mayor Kathy Murillo Uh, you recently declined to appear at a Santa Barbara South Coast Chamber of Commerce State of the City event Uh, You had said that you had posed the gas and energy sponsors um, as well as uh, your colleagues on the the City Council. Um, What is your attitude toward the Chamber of Commerce and in what ways will you work with them on the important issues facing downtown and businesses? I
2: already uh, work with the Chamber and uh, we just didn't want our state of the city to be sponsored by, uh, oil and gas interest because we've taken such a strong stand on reducing the, our carbon footprint. And so that's all it was. I, I, I think it was a very civil, um, negotiation with the chamber cuz now the city is doing its own state of the city we've already recorded it and it'll be released uh, september 8th or 9th something like that and then next year we'll have it in person with spanish translation and food and childcare and so we're just doing something different with the state of the city um but I I will work with commercial property owners who own property on State Street because they have the biggest challenge with the change in in, uh, retail spending. Those just cannot be storefronts anymore. That's not how people are consuming uh, goods. So that's the big challenge on State Street, the empty storefronts. I totally support the promenade. I look forward to programming um, uh, family activities down there. I'm the liaison to downtown Santa Barbara and look forward to working on that, thank you.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Next question is for candidate James Joyce. Uh, Just real specifically, uh, uh, James, uh, what needs to change about State Street from your perspective?
3: Well, geez, and and I get a minute for that, thank you. Um, um, So thank you for that, Josh. The things that can change about State Street, uh, I agree with one of the other candidates who mentioned the use of mixed use uh, I think that's going to be important to the revitalization. Uh, also important to that revitalization is the the term of adaptive reuse, and that's uh, reformatting sh- uh, a shell of, of a building that it currently exists and utilizing it for various other purposes. Some of the, those purposes could easily and should be residential. Uh, as for the promenade, uh, that's a, a, a an idea that, that I had been a, a part of conversations back in early 2013-14, you know, working as a District Director for Senator Jackson, Um, we were having conversations about that, uh, envisioning murals, envisioning uh, street markets and things that that are currently we're seeing they work. Um, And so I think that there's definitely room to expand those things. Definitely looking forward to the recommendations from the State Street Committee as far as uh, tightening up some of the design specifics, uh, tightening up uh, uh, some of the uh, Design characteristics that, that, that step in line with our city. Thank you.
1: Great. Thank you, James. Okay, our next topic is housing. Back to you, Jerry. Um,
0: as you all know, uh, the assembly yesterday overwhelmingly passed Senate Bill 9, approved earlier by the state Senate to boost housing construction in California by allowing up to four units to be built on single family lots across the state without local approval. Uh, each of you has talked about a housing crisis in Santa Barbara, and once the governor signs this legislation, it'll be a powerful new tool to address that. What will you do as mayor to ensure this new policy is implemented, uh, Randy?
5: Thank you. Uh, that's a great question, Jerry. So, you know, the housing crisis is something that's been they've been talking about for four or five, six decades now. So I don't know how a crisis is uh, is, is so exacerbated over such a long period of time, but uh, I do not like the lack of the local control as as laid out in SB9. I don't like the idea that the cookie cutter approach to the entire state is going to apply to to everywhere because all cities and ta- towns and agencies are different. We've done amazing stuff with housing here. You know, almost uh, just slightly less than twenty percent of our housing is affordable by either covenant or subsidy. So. We've got a quite, quite an inventory. The amount of housing we put in is also going to take on the amount of uh, infrastructure to support it. You know, the amount of water, uh, the amount of power, things that haven't even been identified as of yet. So, in terms of supporting SB9, I would uh, actually want to oppose SB9 uh, with some backing from the coalitions locally. I think we can do the job here locally. I think we have the tools, I think we have the intellect,
0: I think we have the community to do it. All right. Deborah, you know, you're a planning commissioner and obviously deal with all these issues and all their complexity. Um, the state wants to uh, push this through. Uh, what, what, you know, do you do you uh, agree with that approach or what do you think local government could do to uh, slow it down?
6: I think our housing production is going in the wrong direction. <clears throat> we were coming out of the general plan as and I was a part of that we implemented with council approval a new housing policy that began to actually produce more rental housing units Uh, that has stalled out and to oppose the legislature the state legislature I think is a failed use of resources and time Uh, the Novak Consulting Group conducted 60 interviews came up with 31 recommended changes for what we can do internally in the city within our control to encourage and allow more housing to be built sensitively, strategically throughout our city. Very few of those recommendations have been implemented. I believe that the leadership of the mayor and council needs to be to direct staff to implement those so that we can avoid the top down, removal of local control, and the governor has now implemented a new housing accountability unit to monitor and potentially litigate cities and counties for non-compliance with state law. That's what we risk if we do not do this right, but we can do this.
0: All right, Mark Whitehurst, um, big conflict between what the state is pushing on us and what historically has been the approach uh, to planning and permitting uh, in Santa Barbara. Uh, do you uh, accept the uh, uh, lot split uh, implications of, of Senate Bill 9? or Would you uh, uh, move to uh, get them
7: implemented or would you oppose it? Um, thanks, Jerry. I, I think that the message that the state is sending us is that our production of homes is down. And that our system of permitting is, is clogged up, just like uh, Deborah had mentioned. Cosmot and Novak studies, both commissioned by the city, pointed at our permitting process as being one that's not dysfunctional, but so slow that it, it, uh, it, it doesn't work well. And so that message from the state that we need to simplify and, 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 uh, what would you say streamline our permitting process, which has also hampered business development, uh, and, as well as, as, as the housing. So I would be very supportive of any reasonable lot splits. I, I think you're, you're not going to change the fact that there's going to be some review. This is not every house is not going to be able to, like the ADUs. I, I hear reports from people that it's still taking people seven, eight months, to get a permit for an ADU. OK, thank thanks. Uh, yes. Mayor
0: Murillo, uh, you've been very uh, vocal about the housing crisis, about wanting to build more. Here's a tool uh, that enables you to do it. Uh, is this something that you embrace?
2: Our city council sent a letter opposing uh, SB 9. Because of the local control uh, issue, but when I take a big picture look at this, uh, take a look at the South Coast, we, we know that infill development is really the way to go. We don't want to build up in the foothills, uh, lose orchards. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the western part of the South Coast. We don't want to build, the, build out the Gaviota Coast. So where do we find uh, the, the proper locations for these? Um, I'm with Mr. Whitehurst that not everyone is going to rush to put four units on their, on their property. Uh, some people will, and we have a, 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 rigorous, uh, review process. I, I know some of that's going to be limited, but this real is, this really is coming down from the state because we haven't been building enough housing. And you look at the students at UCSB right now, we're in crisis, I'm getting emails, Kathy, can you help me find a unit? We talked a minute ago about homelessness, where are those efficiency studios where people can get off the street and get you know, a bed, a place to lay their heads. So complex, but we'll get through it and make sure Santa Barbara is beautiful. Thank you.
0: Thank, thank you. Uh, James, uh, Joyce, uh, th- this is right at the nexus of the state and, and local government and, and really the state is really, uh, I think being very aggressive about this. Uh, how would you approach, uh, that given, uh, you know, Santa Barbara's historic, uh, efforts to, uh, really ha- exert a, a great deal of local control over housing?
3: Sure. As, as you heard mentioned, uh, previously, Jerry, the, the reason that it, this kind of pressure is being put forth from the state is because there's been inaction prior to to now. Um, And we know that there needs to be more housing built. Uh, We have more folks in California, and they they need places to live. Uh, And so all of these issues uh, are interconnected. What would I do differently? Um, One of the challenges that I, one of the frustrations that I faced in working uh, in Senator Jackson's office was local government's lack of proactivity on state legislation. Respect the process. There is absolutely a process for all of this legislation to be de- debated and your concerns and opinions to be con- uh, expressed through that process. Uh, and, and I would like to see our city taking a more proactive approach in working with our local re- state representatives, federal representatives as well, to make sure that our interests are best best represented on that end. Those individual offices, those individual representatives, can't do the job themselves, and so they re- they rely on that communication, that proactive communication uh, from uh, the local governments to make sure that those local concerns are represented in Sacramento.
0: Thanks, James. Uh, Matt Kilrain, uh, state's got a big hammer. They're trying to push uh, lot splits, multiple units. Uh, you know, where are you on the on the continuum of uh, uh protecting uh, traditional uh, local values and uh, the state's aggressive approach.
4: First of all, I'm running on my agenda. The second cornerstone of my agenda is to stop the middle class squeeze and to actually resolve the housing crunch. Now a few years back, my landlord was able to get away with raising my rent from 2100 to 3100. This caused me to start living on my boat. Now, after we pulled through the pandemic, the first thing the city of Santa Barbara does is raises my rent from $42 a day to $63 a day. I just showed you two examples of how the rich homeowners in Santa Barbara and the city of Santa Barbara were able to raise my rent 50% twice in just a few years. Now, I think it would be helpful to the poor if the rich homeowners and the city of Santa Barbara were not able to get away with raising the rent 50% at a time on the poorest of the poor. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Thanks, Matt. And ladies. Thank you for that.
0: All right, our next area uh,
4: of uh, to talk
0: is uh, equity. And Josh is gonna uh, ask questions there.
1: Okay, thank you, Jerry. Uh, We're going to start with candidate Deborah Schwartz. Uh, Deborah Schwartz, a prominent city employee, recently filed a lawsuit against the city of Santa Barbara alleging sexual harassment. What would you do to empower women in the workplace? And what kind of change would you bring to the current toxic culture at Santa Barbara City Hall?
6: Well, Josh, first, I mentioned that we need to undertake a very broad search uh, for a new type of city administrator who can usher in uh, respect and morale uh, among city employees and in that culture. But equity to me is the quality of being fair and impartial in treatment of everyone. And I believe it's time for an audit from our human resources director across every department on our hiring practices, our performance evaluation processes and pay structure. And if there are disparities uh, there, we need to promptly and broadly address those gaps. Uh, but I don't wanna make assumptions, we need facts. And uh, right now, I'm not uh, seeing that we do so. I would take the lead on that with my council colleagues.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, next up is candidate Mark Whitehurst. Uh, there's a there's a lot of talk in uh 2020 about systemic racism and uh, we're all talking about it now and it's out uh front uh, it's not something on the side everybody's sort of focused on it i wanted to ask you do you believe there's systemic racism in santa barbara city government and its police department and if so how does it manifest itself thank you josh
7: uh yes. i believe that um there's systemic racism everywhere. And that uh, I think the city should look at a a strategic plan that addresses uh, the issue from the top down. Uh, I personally feel like uh, there's always a good need for transparency in government and the new oversight committee for the police, I think is is warranted, Uh, times are changing. But I also think on this particular issue, it should start at the top. That the city should look through its entire system and put together a plan that works with the the city at large. That the strategic plan that deals with equity uh, should start with education, perhaps after they've identified uh, areas that need to be worked on and social justice issues. And then uh, also, how that's implemented with with the community city first joining the community in the effort of systemic racism and i'll close with i, I think
1: quickly uh
7: the idea of anti-racism is what needs to come into our our vocabulary thank you
1: okay thank you our next question is for mayor kathy murillo uh you voted to establish a first-time citizen review process for the Santa Barbara Police Department. Do you believe there is systemic racism in the Santa Barbara Police Department?
2: Uh, I'm with Mr. Whitehurst, that there's systemic racism everywhere. And within individuals, there's, there's bias. Uh, people are raised a certain way. Maybe they don't even know that there's, that they have those beliefs. Um, Our police department is undergoing uh, training. All of our employees uh, have uh, training from the Anti-Defamation League focused on uh, bigotry, racism, the harm of of bias. And so the city uh, is uh, active in that situation. And I do disagree, Josh, when you said there's toxic uh, environment at city hall, you referenced something which is, serious matter that we are addressing um, but the city is it takes great care in being fair to all its employees and and um <clears throat> taking action when needed when, when you all mentioned equity uh, as, a, as a topic, I was also thinking about the wonderful things the city does. We fund the after-school programs. We, we help our unsheltered residents. We, we help our, okay. our immigrant communities. We try to uplift everyone.
1: Okay, thank you. Okay, our next question is for candidate James Joyce. James, how do you define systemic racism? And if you think it exists in city government, can you give us some examples? You're on mute. Mute.
3: Thank you. Um, thank you for that question, Josh. This is uh, uh, you know, the, the right up the alley of the work that I, I do in my business, and, and it's talking about these kind of issues. Uh, a loose definition of systemic racism is rooted in uh, the history of the systems of our country. right? And so when you look at who has access to power, who has access uh, to government, who has access to money, uh, who has access to property and how those systems are in place to provide access with certain people. Not everyone has the same privileges as everyone else in the community to have that access. And to answer the question, does that exist in, in Santa Barbara? Absolutely. it does. Santa Barbara, although we, we like to think we are a bubble and to some extent we, we are on many, on many fronts. Um, we are not exempt from, from, uh, uh this history. Um, and, and quite frankly, it's it's alive and present here uh, every year uh, uh, we celebrate uh, Fiesta, right? And so uh, when I'm looking at um, equity, the issue of equity, I'm so pleased to see that that's a topic of, of this conversation, of this debate. Um, I am the only candidate who's called for an equity audit of, of our city charter, uh, okay. meaning that we start with land recognition. We are on native Shumash land. Let's start okay, with James. that recognition and move forward from there. Thank
1: you. All right thank you for that response okay um still still sort of on this topic but shift gears a little bit uh this question is for matt kilrain you know we're looking at your website again on your website you propose an initiative that will and this is a quotation mark from matt's website will give santa barbara fathers some say to halt spontaneous pregnancy terminations can you explain what that means please
4: a little off the topic but i don't mind discussing it at all but before i do that let me stick with what you've been talking about the primary purpose of my candidacy for mayor santa barbara is to stop the divide to raise the vibe and to unite the 805 okay i'm all about leading the 805ers into the golden age regardless of their zip code their heritage or their political affiliation now getting to my hidden stone amendment, which will prove that I don't have some hidden agenda. You're asking me what I'm saying about giving fathers. Some say so to stop or to halt a spontaneous pregnancy termination. Okay. Now what's happened to many fathers, including me is that you're all Built up on his dream of having a baby and a family and living the American dream, and then you come up with your first little problem when you're young, like a in my situation, just you know. And then you gotta play head games with your spouse about, well, my girlfriend lied to me, so I gotta teach her a lesson. Okay, which, Matt, Matt.
1: let me finish. Okay, please wrap up. Thank you. I just
4: okay, because you go bring it up. Something that's not even of the subject. However, I do believe and most women believe that a father should have some say so whether or not his unborn child is born. That's not taking anything away from women. I just believe a father should have some say so whether or not his unborn child may be born, okay, which is thank- not the topic we're supposed to be discussing, but I did it. Okay. I thank you, Matt. I, I
1: appreciate it. Uh, you can, uh, if anybody wants more info, this, you know, that language came straight from Matt's website. So thanks thank- for advertising
4: my website, <laughs> bowratmatt.com, by the way, and you can get my full agenda there and you can check out my YouTube channel. Thank, okay.
1: Thanks, thanks Matt. Matt. Okay. Let's moving on. Uh, uh, last question for uh, candidate, Randy Rouse. Okay. Randy of the city's 12 department heads, eight are men and only two are people of color. How important is it to you to hire diversity in leadership positions and if you're elected mayor what would you do to increase the number of women and people of color running departments in the city of santa barbara
5: well okay so first of all uh going back to the part of the other questions you were asking about the workplace and whatnot a hostile workplace is not acceptable nor is any kind of hostility towards any gender or or ethnic uh, standards within the system—it's not acceptable, and it's—it's uh, it's not part of what we should be doing. I don't—I don't believe we are doing. But in terms of, of identity politics, or in terms of what we do in making things balanced, you got to remember—we just had the first woman police chief. We have an African American er, African American airport director. The bulk of our department has, prior to all this, were women. So I don't know that there's have been a real pattern of hiring or uh, exclusion of sensitive groups or or, um, uh, protected groups. I think that's all been out there. I think we have, if you look at our police department, for example, our police force is way more diverse than the community itself is. So, and I think that's because they've gone out and found the best people possible. And I think that's always gotta be the standard. You don't wanna put somebody in a position to fail because you're checking off a box. I think you really need to get the best people possible. You just can't exclude or prohibit or dissuade people from being elevated to those positions. I think the opportunities have to be there across the board.
1: Okay. Thank you, Randy. Our final set of questions is on governance. Jerry.
0: Well, taking a look at City Hall recently, the longtime city administrator, Paul Casey, recently resigned. Uh, The city has an interim police chief. Our transportation chief is out on leave. Uh, We have just hired replacements for the community development director who was fired. Uh, And also for public works director uh, and the former leader of that office is serving as a full fill-in city administrator And the assistant city administrator is running for city council Uh, And at the same time as Josh mentioned earlier the city's being sued for sexual harassment claims uh, Alleged against the former budget director So the overall picture that emerges is one of uh, chaos uh, at City Hall Mark Whitehurst do you think there needs to be change in the charter uh, that would uh, give more power to the city council and the mayor and less to the administrator? Or how would you address the, what's
7: going on now? Changing the charter, that's, that's a big question. Uh, I, uh, I really do think that the balance of power between the administration and the council should be examined. You know, and when I say that, I think that's introspective rather than a change of the charter. I think the council, um, by way of agenda, and uh, should be the way that they should be able to, to uh, best govern the city in terms of looking at it in terms of governance. I I think that uh, that a lot of the loss of employees is not connected. You know, some is and some of it isn't. I don't think you can lay the blame. You know, on the council or the current activities in the city on, on the change uh, of personnel at this point in time. But my observation would be uh, that uh, there needs to be more power in the mayor's position and the council's versus the uh, administration in terms of Paul Casey administering the city.
0: All right. Thanks. Uh, Mayor, you recently said that Santa Barbara is a, quote, tightly run city. Uh, how can you witness all this turmoil and turnover and, and, and say that?
2: Uh, you know, uh, people are leaving their positions for various reasons. Uh, I admire Paul Casey for leaving uh, before he lets the pandemic weariness uh, affect his job performance. I correct you that the community development director uh, resigned and I'm looking at the positive side of the new uh, planning director, Eli uh, Isaacson. Everyone's been asking for changes in the planning department. And we are working on those 31 items in the Novak report and getting somewhere. And so change is good. Um, and I would like the uh, city Uh, residents and businesses to know that we're all working hard we're professionals on that note the city administrator we have a strong city administrator um, uh, uh, format at the city and and he's a professional she is a professional and so i think it takes the politics out of it when you have a strong city administrator uh, system The mayor and the council can make change. They have to work together and get to a majority, and they have to work cooperatively with staff. And so that's the challenge, but we've been doing it. Thank you for the question.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, James Joyce, uh, you have no experience in city government, and uh, your approach is more uh, of a facilitator than an executive. Wouldn't you kind of be at the mercy of the administrator in terms of making policy, making change as mayor?
3: Jerry, I, I believe that 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 would determine be determined based on approach and my approach. Yes, is very different than the other candidates who are in, in the race for mayor right now. Um, what that means is as the role of mayor of being the only at large elected individual on the council, uh, we need a better relationship with those members who are elected to specific districts. Right. And so when I talk about what I mentioned earlier about the equity audit, what that does, is it opens up THE FRAMEWORK OF OUR CITY CHARTER AND SAYS ARE THE THINGS IN THE CHARTER ALIGNING AND ARE THEY PRODUCING EQUITABLE OUTCOMES FOR MEMBERS OF OUR COMMUNITY? IF THE ANSWER IS NO, THINGS NEED TO CHANGE, RIGHT? AND SO IF WHEN WE GO THROUGH THAT EQUITY AUDIT, IT it IDENTIFIES THAT A CHANGE IN THE STRUCTURE, A CHANGE IN THE POWER STRUCTURE OF THE CITY would, WOULD BRING MORE EQUITABLE OUTCOMES FOR RESIDENTS, then that's the, the direction we would go. But that would definitely start with that very difficult conversation. It makes people uncomfortable. Thank you. Thanks
0: very much. Uh, Matt uh, Clay, um, can you uh, explain what your understanding is of the scope and the span of the city administrators uh, uh, powers uh, versus the council and uh, uh, whether you think that should be changed, that balance? You there, Matt?
4: Yes, I'm sorry, would you repeat that? I didn't yeah, would
0: you me. explain uh, what your understanding is of the scope and the span of the powers of the city administrator versus the mayor and the council and whether or not you think that should change?
4: Yes, the city administrator has way too much power. Um, I support getting rid of Paul Casey the way I helped get rid of Scott Reedman and Mick Cromman. I oppose tyranny at every level as an individual. I've been tyrannized by the city of Santa Barbara for over 30 years. and I'm about sick of being oppressed. You guys have done everything you can to run me out of town and I'm still here running for mayor. I don't know the woman's name. That's the new city administrator. I totally support getting rid of Paul Casey, just like I support, getting rid of the entire waterfront. I say we need to get rid of some more people and start over from a clean slate. Now can I continue on with what yeah, the conversation? Got about 20 about?
0: seconds, man. 20
4: seconds. Okay. okay, our current system is all Democrat rule. Republicans have no say so. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm here to raise the vibe and unite the 805. I'm here to help lead Santa Barbara into the golden age, get rid of all this division, hatred and anger, stuff it in the lake of fire, put a lid on it, never allow it back into our town. Thanks. Unite the 805ers, regardless of zip code, heritage, or political affiliation.
0: All right. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Randy, uh, when you look at what's, you know, been going on at City Hall recently, is it, uh, you know, just... The normal course of business, is it something exceptional? What would you do to restore stability to City Hall? And uh, briefly, what kind of qualifications does a new administrator uh, need?
5: Well, first of all, Jerry, let me state uh, for the record that a properly led mayor and council is strong. They are the direct representatives of the people. They do make policy, and the city administrator's job is to execute that policy as well as hire staff around them. The Council only hires Paul Casey and the uh, city city attorney but they do make the policy and so that's been part of the problem is that the lack of direction the, the attention to outside either party or, or out of town unions has really distracted from the ability to make policy that relates to Santa Barbara. So a city administrator has to be a firm hand but a people person and, and somebody who can execute those policies thoughtfully constructed by a council focused on local issues and local issues only. And that's going to be the, the important thing. What kind of communication can they have? They have a fabulous uh, interim right now. in Rebecca Bjork, I have nothing but respect for that woman. So we we're going to move forward and see what happens with this search. But hopefully that person is uh, it's going to have to be a pretty dynamic person to step into this and hopefully we can bring council back together and make a unified stand at creating policies that work for the city.
0: All right, thanks, Randy. Uh, Deborah uh, Schwartz, um, you've suggested uh, changing the charter to give more power to the mayor and council, less to the administrator. Uh, Why do you think that would stabilize things? Why would that be a good change?
6: I think we do need to look at that. Um, It'll be a, a vote of the people in the meantime. I think that the city leadership needs to step up to their legal responsibility under state law. Uh, as electeds, they have not only the authority, but the express responsibility uh, to come together, the well being of the entire city, all six districts, to direct the technical staff to bring forward recommendations. Now, governance, in my mind, is not just about operational management has to be led by a mayor with policymaking skills, personal style of cooperation, formulating a visionary strategic plan. And I'm hearing from voters that they do not have the trust and confidence in the current mayor to continue on in this way. Uh, so I think what we need is a significant reset and uh, I'm ready to do that. Uh, I do not need on the job training, but we can do this together just not under current
0: leadership. Okay, thank you. Okay, so now we're going to turn to uh, closing statements. Josh.
1: Okay, thank you, Jerry. Uh, Each candidate has two minutes for a closing statement. Uh, We'll begin where we started with Mayor Kathy Murillo.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, It's an honor to serve as Santa Barbara's mayor and I humbly ask the voters to vote for me and to give me the opportunity to continue to serve you. Uh, together we have faced historic and unprecedented challenges uh, but we faced them head-on and we've built a stronger, more resilient and equitable Santa Barbara. Facing a once-in-a-century uh, pandemic, we quickly transitioned the city online. We distributed financial assistance for businesses and renters and we helped our businesses adapt and survive we opened state street as a promenade we cut red tape at the city and we helped small businesses recover as santa barbara and our state are facing a housing crisis we have taken action i've helped uh, bring more affordable housing downtown and pass strong protections for for renters. We've taken important steps to bring the highest level of transparency and accountability to the police department never seen before with this effort to create a civilian oversight system. And our city has continued to be a national leader in fighting climate change. The Community Choice Energy Program will put us on the path to 100% carbon-free electricity before the rest of the state. So I'm proud of the work I've done, and I know there's much more to do. And I promise as your mayor that I will work as hard as I can every single day to serve you, to improve our city, and to ensure that Santa Barbara is always a wonderful and inclusive place to live and work. I hope you'll join the Democratic Party of Santa Barbara County, the Sierra Club, the Central Coast Labor Council, and Planned Parenthood in voting for me. Kathy Murillo for mayor. Thank you.
1: Right. Thank you. Uh, James Joyce III, you're up. Great. Thank
3: you. I appreciate uh, um, the uh, other candidates joining this evening as well as, uh, uh, again, the host. Um, again, James Joyce third. thank you for pointing that third out. I, I don't want to be confused with uh, the famous Irish author, uh, <laughs> despite the striking resemblance of, of us. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that, that that I uphold a legacy. I'm named after my, my dad and my granddad, blue collar, hardworking folks uh, from Maryland's Eastern Shore, right? And, and bringing a diversity of experience and background to leadership in our city is vital and important as we're emerging at this once in a lifetime opportunity uh, for our city and our country emerging as we emerge out of uh, COVID-19. Some of the things that I'd like to make sure that that, that, that folks realize that there's a difference with me is that from day one, there's going to be a change of tone and a change of approach in how we have civic pride and how we engage one another in our city of Santa Barbara. No, that's not going to solve all of the problems, but it's a start for solving many of our problems. And it's been a challenge that's been in the way for far too long on the issues of housing, on issues of homelessness, uh, and as you heard on issues of equity and creating a safe work environment within our city. Uh, These are things that the city should clearly be leading on. And there's an opportunity for us to be a world-class city. Really, we have a lot of great assets here in Santa Barbara. And all it takes is a visionary leadership and putting all the dots together in the right way to to make us thrive and really thrive and and shine the way that our our city deserves to be. With me as mayor, the civic pride will, will increase. With me as mayor, the civic participation will increase. We'll be engaging folks, meeting them where they are, doing proactive outreach to members of our community and to other members of the council to have authentic conversations about how we can grow and improve together. That's the value that I bring to this community currently, and that's the value that I would like to shed on this community Mm -hmm. as mayor. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, James Joyce III. Uh, Now we go to Matt Kilrain for closing statements.
4: First of all, Josh, I appreciate you spending so much time on my website. My agenda's there. I have a four cornerstone agenda with three amendments. Now Josh has already discussed my Keystone Amendment and my Hidden Stone Amendment. I have a Flintstone Amendment which is an anti-discrimination act makes it to where the way things are. Now, if you smoked a joint yesterday, you're not allowed to be a cop tomorrow. I think if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to be a cop tomorrow. That is what I call discrimination. I'm about anti-discrimination. Okay. Now let me finish. The primary purpose of my candidacy for mayor of Santa Barbara is to lead Santa Barbara into the golden age. I've tried to state many times that i oppose all this division all this anger and hatred i want to stuff it in that lake of fire and seal it off forever i'm totally about uniting the 805. to me it's all about stopping the divide raising the vibe and uniting the 805. all of us together we're all 805ers no matter what color we are no matter what zip code we live in and no matter what our political affiliation is. Now I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican, but I expect you guys to vote for me because I'm the only guy that can link the Democrats and Republicans together. Democrats and Republicans have proven beyond a preponderance of a doubt that they are not capable of working together and all they do is spread hatred, anger, and division. I will abolish all of that along with the tyranny and I will reunite liberty into Santa Barbara. Thank you. And enjoy my website, boatwrapmat.com and see blackbear.com. You can read my book and find out what I'm all about.
1: Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, next up is candidate Randy Rouse.
5: So thank you for this today. Um, you know, as I uh, been around the council in downtown for all these years, uh, working on committees, and commissions, even before I got on council, I realized how the system works. And I realized what the structure is as far as the council and the the, the city administrator's relationship should be. But never until this time have I really, really captured how important, really, truly important leadership and cohesiveness is from the mayor and council. And where I see a void is what I want to fill. Because I think we've been through some very tough times, very challenging times. I'll give you that. But we've got those in front of us. As the business community tries to emerge from this deep, deep hole that they dug themselves in or that they were, they were put into, basically, along with the difficult retail uh, businesses have had, we're going to need to come out of it with cohesiveness. We're going to need to cooperate with our downtown organization, with Visit Santa Barbara, and also our Chamber of Commerce. We can't ignore or, or disregard any of those entities because they represent those businesses that uh, are basically the backbone of Santa Barbara and our, and our co- economy. Um, as we go forth and we hire outside consultants and we do committees and commissions, we ignore the people, for example, in the housing industry who actually have done this. We've got all these resources and all these contractors and all these people like the Tobes Group who have done this for a living for all these years. Why are we not speaking to them as opposed to hiring outside consultants to tell us exactly how housing is feasible what it can be built for, and how much they'd have to charge to live there. So there are some very simplistic things that can be done, but what needs to happen first and foremost is the confidence of the people in the council and in the mayor needs to be restored. There needs to be leadership. We need to be brought through to the future of a focus in Santa Barbara and not on the outside partisan politics and outside union entities or anybody else that has an influence upon policymaking. It has to be about us. It has to be about the city first and foremost. Okay.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Perfect timing there. Okay, next is uh, Deborah Schwartz. Thank you.
6: Well, thank you. I think our city is clearly at a critical crossroads. Uh, I mentioned the three crises uh, homelessness, housing shortage, and economic uncertainties. Uh, as a longtime planning commissioner, and I am in my the last year, uh, I have a track record of independence cooperative, respectful engagement with colleagues, which are essential attributes in a mayor who can lead our city brighter future. I believe we can do this, Uh, but again, what I'm hearing from voters is lack of confidence in current city leadership. that. So a new mayor immediately began building that with both short-term and long-term strategic plans developed in cooperation with council colleagues, Uh, the internal culture in the city must be addressed immediately. I discussed some of that, starting with a new city administrator. Our city is not an isolated one. We need to work more regionally. And I have the relationships at the state and federal level to do that and that's to bring much needed resources to address our three crises. But I think what's key when we look at the economic sustainability of our community is to repair the relationship with the business sector. A small business of the lifeblood, the economic underpinning of our city. And right now there are great tensions between city hall and the business sectors. We cannot move forward in any of these areas without rebuilding that trust and respect. I am an advocate for employers, for businesses, and yes, for those who wanna bring much needed housing to the city. So I think all of those are important attributes and it's time for a change. And again, I'm ready to hit the ground running day one and would uh, be honored to have the support of the voters. Thank you again for today's opportunity.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, And uh, the final candidate, uh, two minutes, Mark Whitehurst.
7: I love the promenade, and I think that it uh, really represents what is in front of the city. It needs to become uh, a functional, um, intergenerational, inclusive space that is beautiful, and it's tied to our, our economic core. Uh, Two-thirds of the commercial and retail space in the city is located inside the promenade. Uh, An economic development is something that uh, brings us to understand both home and destination, which is really what our economics rotates around. And so we need to find the things that that create, that have energy and can be can create more energy, like our art and culture, economic engines, we uh, those things will bring us back to like first Thursday, which reaches out to the locals and also is something that is for the visitor as well. And bringing that into maybe a, a citywide event would be something that we could look at. And another economic engine we have that's very subtle there is being an echo destination. The environment uh, is so precious to everyone that lives here. I think as we focus on those things for um, economic development, we can grow and grow strong. I have spent 27 years as a business person in this town and as a community journalist uh, have watched the city very closely. Even though that's not been necessarily the focus of our magazine i uh, have been on the downtown board for 14 years and the downtown board has been engaged in every homeless homeless uh issue and initiative and the city has been very very much involved in that as well okay i'll try to now wrap up
1: that's okay thank Two you minutes. very much thank you
7: Okay, that uh,
0: concludes today's forum, co-sponsored by Newsmakers SB Talks and TV Santa Barbara. And we thank our candidates for taking the time to appear today, and obviously these problems and issues we talk about are enormously complex and reducing them to one-minute statements is not easy. But uh, thank you very much for your participation and also for putting yourselves out there in public. Being a candidate and public official is uh, challenging experience to say the least Uh, we thank our viewers and our listeners and Santa Barbara is at an inflection point in history so this is a highly consequential election Uh, election day is November 2nd ballots mail ballots will go out October the week of October 4th so please don't forget to vote thanks for watching